Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, hi, Sam. Sam. So, for this recording session, I did a kindness. And I took my lovely wife out to brunch. And while we were there, I was like, shit, I have to think of some cold open questions today. And Caden went, why don't you ask them what their characters eat for brunch? And I went, I feel like that's... I mean, I've done breakfast, we've done lunch, we've done dinner. And it's like, we could do brunch. But I thought, no, I have a, something a little more specific to being in a fantasy adventure game than brunch. So my question to you guys is, what are your characters' trail rations? Like, what do they pack for food on travel? Because you can't just stop in your local Denny's in Glarion. Right, right, right. You're running my fantasy, Sam! Yes, I can! <laughs> well, your trail rations can be cold pancakes. Just cold Denny's. <laughs> what do you mean there's not a Waffle House in the Echo Wood? There's a Waffle House everywhere. There's I didn't say that. I, I said there's no Denny's. So well that there's no Waffle House in the Midwest. The bottom floor of the Emerald Spire. <laughs> it's just a Waffle House. It's just a Waffle, just a waffle, waffle House. house. <laughs> Domino's Pizza lasts forever, right? So that should work. James Jacobs was like, man, I need something that really resonates with the community. I know, Waffle House. Our most terrifying threat. I'm pretty sure Waffle House is like some sort of eldritch entity, not gonna lie. Listen, nothing is scarier than a Waffle House fry cook ready to throw hands. Absolutely. Excuse you, a Waffle House waitress ready to throw hands? I mean... Okay, but a waitress is always ready to throw hands with a customer. It's, yeah, a fry cook is that it's what happened to get this fry cook so angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, what happened to get him out from behind the counter? Something went horribly wrong. Like... Waitress is front of house. She has always got an excuse to throw hands because she has to deal with the public. Everyone working in customer service just knows. Yeah. yeah. Everyone who worked the customer service at least once knows that they should be allowed to kill one patron a year and get away with it. I think Absolutely. everybody should have to work at least a year in customer service. Everyone just... should have to work one year in food service and one year in retail specifically. Absolutely. Is that the American military service draft instead of like France where you have to do two years in the military? Just... <laughs> a lot of countries require a that. Lot of, yeah. A lot of countries. Yeah. A lot of countries France, do. A lot of yeah. Israel. Israel, yep. In the US, they'll just bamboozle you into joining the military by claiming they'll pay for your college. Yeah, they will, usually. and they will pay for your college. I, I thought you, were, I thought you were gonna say they'll bamboozle you by having you sign a Twitch giveaway that actually is a recruitment form. They will do that too, but that's they'll do that too. But they will but, take care of you once you get there, so oh, somewhat. But but also the other alternative is they say they will. You join the military and do that, and then they lie to you, so you sue them in order to get the money. Oh yeah, no, I know plenty of people that that's I've happened seen a to. A lot of really, really terrible way we've yeah. But they lie to you about what job's going to be once you're there. It's just, it's just bad. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, uh, sure, but, bro. You're going to be on the military esports team. To be fair, they never actually do promise you that. One of my uh, my jazz director in, in college, he was... I think I've talked to my mate, Major before. His first name is Major, and he was a sergeant, so his CO loved to call him full name Sergeant Major. Jesus. <laughs> he made a Veterans Day post a while back, and it was about how he didn't even see active duty. He was in the military big band. Like, he ne got excused from active duty tours because he, he was traveling with the band. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And how of his unit, only three people of the 12 he served with are still alive between active duty and PTSD-induced suicide. Oh. Oof. So, uh, military complex, rock. Real quick, I just want to say, unless, I, unless we uh, are 
Uh, assuming someone's cannibalistic, we haven't talked about anybody's straw rations yet. I assume <laughs> Gareth does nothing but eat other people's fingers. Uh, no, absolutely not. That's disgusting. He yeah. just eats butterflies that just land in his mouth and give him nutrients. <laughs> Obviously, what Gareth does is just... I don't know if this is for a podcast, but... Uh, Chocolate-covered was... marshmallows with sprinkles. That's the answer. I was going to say he just casts glitter dust, but the glitter dust is uh, crystal meth. <laughs> okay. We at Dungeon Dive Bar do, do not endorse crystal meth. No, we definitely don't. But cocaine? No, kidding. Uh, seriously. No, no. Don't we, do we, it. we have been over this we're multiple not, we're times. We're not allowed to endorse doing drugs. That's not what However, does. That's a... the only drug we allow is alcohol. If you think it's not in character for Gareth to be doing drugs and not eating any food ever. No, but he, so like Gareth at least has the ability to create water. I told you, the chocolate covered marshmallows with with rainbow sprinkles. Yeah, he has no nutrition whatsoever. There might be some chocolate covered pretzels with sprinkles in there. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Bang energy and pop tarts. (laughs) Get some carbs. I can't believe Gareth is a 45 year old divorced dad. (laughs) What was that? Speaking of, uh, speaking of bang, Gareth's been drinking creatine? (laughs) <laughs> that's not Gareth <laughs> oh. Bang literally uh, just went bankrupt like this week by the way oh, shit. really? Oh, yeah. they went bankrupt they declared yeah. bankruptcy you know yeah. that's different from not operating yeah. anymore but yeah mm. the energy drink? yeah Wow. rip Gareth I have to ask is there any solid food in Maldrick's char rations or is it just beer and alchemist kindness? <laughs> It's little beer pretzels. Mostly those And pretzels, two. yeah, beer nuts. <laughs> it's, it's snacks he stole from a bar. Has he got, like, any uh, Cheetos in there or anything? Gamer Honestly, food. I don't think he brings much food. He, he mostly eats in town. That's fair. fair. Yeah, but, like, if you're going on, like, an event-like game where you don't just stay in one town and, like, you're traveling for, like, a month. He brings some pretzels. It's all beer and pretzels. Yeah, exactly. Oh, indeed. That's all you need. Now, Retha, I'm, I want to know what Retha brings. So she's military. Just MREs. She probably has whatever the, like, Fort Inevitable equivalent of an MRE is. <laughs> like, prepackaged standard trail rations that kind of taste pretty bland, mostly. Probably, like, I don't know, some hard cheese or some biscuits or... Like Things that are well preserved, jerky and stuff. Pasta or some shit. I don't know. Instant ramen. Instant ramen, <laughs> sure. But she also, as sort of a supplement to that, she she would have. If you have friends that hunt and they get their deer processed at certain places, some places will make like jalapeno meat sticks with them. Ooh. Rafa has those, but instead of deer, it's made out of drake meat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gift from dad. I fucking love those like venison sticks. So, so what you're saying is is that Retha snaps into a slim gym. Also, yeah. these venison sticks for people that haven't seen them oh, are like a foot long and like they're they're so three quarters of <laughs> an inch to an inch in diameter. They are big. They're like giant slim gyms, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are big. Now, the, the next one, I want to know what Declan is, but I, I think I know what Pelta's answer is already. <laughs> and it's trail rations. Why bring stuff when you can just hunt for it? No, no, no. You can't count on that. Old, old, old recipe, right? This is how the uh, ghost wolves do it. You 
yeah, you know, it's rendered mammoth fat with mm-hmm. salt and salt for preservation and berries for sweetness. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's darn near un- inedible, but boy, how will it keep you fed? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pemmican will do. Run right through you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean <laughs> towel. Just cast some purified food and drink on it. That's the other thing. You just cast pure. You can just bring anything. Easy. And then you don't get food. Except that isn't the problem. The problem is that it is 80% fat. Yes. Yes, that part is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Calorie the, density. Well, is and the what problem we with purified food and drink is that whatever you're purifying has to be possible to eat in the first place. It has to you be can't just go up to poison ivy and cast purified food and drink on it and then eat it and expect to not get poison ivy all over I, your face. What do you I, mean? That that depends on the person. Some people are immune to it. They could just eat poison ivy. I would definitely <laughs> expect po- purified food and drink. You would just get, like, a handful of berries uh, when you cast it on pemmican. Like, it just... Yeah. This is yeah, the only thing that's food here. It renders the fat off. Now, Declan, I want to know what you have, and then I'm going to tell you guys the most fucked up thing I ever saw someone answer this question for on a forum. And mine is probably pretty, like, straightforward and normal. He grew up on Lake, on Lake Incarthen, so it's probably, like, a lot of dried fish, a lot of nuts, things Definitely like that. Definitely makes sushi. Are... Oh, no, it's all, it's preserved. Are it's... you going doing, like, salted, salted, pickled, like a lutefisk? What, are you, what kind of... Uh, probably salted. Okay. Salted and dried is by far the... I mean, yeah. it's not like, Muthun isn't isolated. They don't need to do, like, the, the long fermenting process like you do for lutefisk yeah <laughs> do you think do you think that all of the coastal fishing communities in in galarian would have sushi like with rice access and stuff because it's just a means of preserving fish and salt and rice i mean kai does exist. so specific i feel like because lake and Carthen borders on ustalov i would not feel safe eating sushi from lake and Carthen specifically because of Ustalov, because there's probably, like, necromancy bullshit going on, and also there's, like, evil alchemists that are probably dumping mercury into the water. Yeah, there's some funky fish. And would you have sushi made in Louisiana? Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's the part of that, that borders. Oh, right, like, the bayou the, borders it. It's the bayou. No, but I would have, I would have paella. I'd have Ustalov and paella have, any day. Absolutely, oh, I'd have Ustalov, paella, sure. gator bites. Oh. But, but they need to cook the heck out of that fish. Yeah, I am not yeah. eating it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is if it was caught near Ustalov, it probably looks like that two-headed fish from Avatar. <laughs> it's the three-eyed fish from The Simpsons. Uh... Now, the most fucked up one I saw is someone said, just buy a, a cow skull and cast Restore Corpse on it and just kill and harvest the freshly formed cow corpse. Because it reforms, you grow flesh on a decomposed or skeletonized corpse of a medium or smaller creature. The new flesh is somewhat rotted and not fit for eating. I wouldn't do this. Wouldn't you need the whole corpse then? Or the whole whole bones, I guess, not the whole corpse. Yeah, that's what the argument was, that like you can't just do it with the skull. You need the whole body. It's easier like a chicken. Because the thread started with saying, yeah, I'll just buy a two gold piece leather armor. And just have it restore corpse into count like six cows, and I was like, "But that's not the corpse; that's worked leather." Right. And and they started the debate of like, "I'll just bring the fucking skull then." And then someone's it's really yeah, someone a question chicken. of how much of the remains. It's like okay, the skeleton. What's the target of the, the skull? The skeleton say? is apparently enough remains, but then I would imagine it has to be the whole skeleton. Yeah the the target is corpse is one corpse, which was the argument for the Pathfinder version was. 
you need the entire corpse. But then you get into semantics, like if one piece of skin is flayed off of it, is it no longer the corpse? Well, you can take a decomposed or skeletonized corpse. So like, yes, even though the skin's flayed off, it would still count as a full corpse. Okay, but what if you take one rib bone off this dead cow? That no was the argument, because as we said, just bring a cow skull and just grow a cow around it, and then purify fluid and drink as the flesh is rotted. I feel like because it's magic, there's a little bit of wiggle room in how it warp work, but if whatever powers that be that are granting you your spell, whether that's a god or, like, the Akashic Record or whatever, decides that you're trying to pull some bullshit by, like, if it's a skull, obviously that's not going to work. If it's a skeleton with, like, one or two rib ribs missing, it's probably fine. Yeah. I think I'd draw the line at you need 50% of the corpse, is what I'd say, ultimately. I'd say a majority probably at the a least. Line, yeah. How many bones are in a cow skeleton, and how many of them do you need to tote around with you? What if you're one of those weirdos who just, like, collects bones from different skeletons, like, you regrow the flesh, and it's just, like, a limb is from, oh, like, yeah, a Thracian limb? If it was... <laughs> If it was just the skull, I feel like I would be the mean GM that's like, all right, yes, it works, but the only edible part that recomposes is the brains, and now you have mad cow disease. Good luck, fucko. Purify food and drink would probably get rid of the prion disease. I don't even think the brain would form because it just forms flesh, not organ. You just have a skull with skin on it. I mean, I mean your flesh is an organ, though. That's like, fair. Yeah. No, no, no. Your skin is an organ, Megan, not your flesh. Your flesh is part of your skin. And or it's, muscle. Yeah. No, muscle yep. is not an organ, no. That's incorrect. Unless my biology class was wrong. I think it's technically just on... Organs are made of muscle. Flesh is the soft substance consisting of muscle and fat found between the skin and bones of an animal or human. It's a tissue. Yeah, breaking it down into what that actually is is and far more in-depth than the Pathfinder would want you to think about. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was just saying nothing beyond the skin is considered an organ. That's that was my except that each there. individual muscle is considered an organ. Yeah, it's like just the your muscular muscle, system is not one organ. I mean, no, like your bicep isn't an organ; it's just a muscle. You somebody's gonna bring your biceps. I don't know. That's getting too far into the semantic. This is this is giving me a headache, and I want to drink. I have an Austin East Cider Blackberry Cider today, guys. Proud of you, Sam. I have adjusted. I no longer have a pressure headache, and my back no longer hurts to the point that it makes me think I developed sciatica because I'm speed running aging. <laughs> no, I couldn't even I, walk. I was in horrible back pain. Isn't speed running aging just a part of being Jewish, Sam? Come on. Mm. Ouch. No, you're not wrong. Oof. I made the same joke to Caden. <laughs> I made the exact same jokes. Like I'm, I'd say I'm too young to get sciatica, but I'm Jewish, so I'm going to get it eventually. <laughs> my mother got it, my grandmother got it, my other grandmother got it. I don't know what sciatica is. It's a nerve, basically like a pinched nerve that's permanently pinched. That would suck. My dad has sciatica in his lower back and it, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, there's a nerve called the sciatic nerve, Matthew, that basically you're, a bone shifts out of alignment in your spinal column and just permanently puts pressure on that nerve, giving you horrible back pain. Yep, oh. and they don't want to do surgery to fix it because they don't like tearing and flying very much. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So instead, I take an ibuprofen, and I use a massage gun to beat the shit out of my back, and it works. That'll do. It, it has worked so far. I was in such horrible pain <laughs> yesterday, I couldn't even get out. I couldn't get into bed to lie down. Oh my god. 
They're like way older than me then. I... The, the human body sucks, man. The human body is a travesty. To be fair, I did not take care of my back. I sat in bleacher chairs and for this past week, I was doing very, very bad about my health. Anybody on, on this podcast has abused their body. It's me. I mean, like. Okay, yeah, but you're abusing your organs. I'm yes. abusing my bones. Fair, fair. I don't abuse my body. Uh, my liver's fine. You're 25. I... You abuse your body plenty. <laughs> At most, it's my liver, and I don't even drink that much. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, whatever, what's everyone else drinking? Megan, you were making tea. Yes. I have a pumpkin spice robust tea from Trader Joe's. Sounds it's very lovely. tasty. It's one of the few pumpkin spice things I've encountered where they actually have pumpkin flavor in it, too. Interesting. Like, real pumpkin flavor? Yeah. Nice. And it actually is, like, noticeable. Yeah, that's the hard part. When we went to brunch today, they had a homemade pumpkin butter, and it was really wow, good. pumpkin butter. Alex, what are you drinking? I am continuing to clean up my fridge. I found a Sweet Success Milk Stout from DCR, which is a local, just down the street. We at Dungeon Dive Bar here are always supportive of local Absolutely. breweries and local companies. Okay, but Alex, why didn't you turn it into a Pilk Stout? Because I don't Pilk keep is for the devil. The worst soda. <laughs> I don't keep that in here. That's not the worst soda. This worst, but we don't we don't have any. I mean, fan of the show Twenty Two Plus is a huge yeah, Pilk fan. I don't. I've never had oh it. I God. never intend to have it. That's that's great. Same. I don't like Pepsi, and I certainly wouldn't mix it with milk. I just, I'm morbidly curious, right. and I want to try it at least once Absolutely in my life. Try, but... yeah. Sam, have you ever had a White Russian? Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it? Oh, I don't like vodka, and I don't like coffee. Mm, that's unfortunate. So not for you. White it's Russian not for me. So the reason I bring that yeah. up is my friend, who I used to drink with back in Houston, would make what he called a poor man's white Russian, where he would just pour vodka and milk and drink that. Ugh. <laughs> and he did it one time, and while he wasn't looking, I broke an egg into it, and he didn't even fucking <laughs> Oh, my God! <laughs> Like, I just cracked a full egg into it. He didn't notice. Did you even whisk it up? Or was it just like, oh, yeah, it's normally chunky? Oh, we're, we're, that's fucking awful. Was, I, yeah. Uh, uh, Ian, what, what are you drinking that's not pilk? I've got a gin and tonic. A classic. A classic. Whoa, why, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why can't he drink pilk, bro? You can't discriminate like that. Nope, nope, no pill because drinking. Because Ian has standards. <laughs> I'm allergic to milk. I couldn't do it. Alex, I'm going to make you regret that statement as soon as I am not pregnant. <laughs> I'm allergic to milk. I couldn't do it justice anyways. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You're, like, also super lactose intolerant, aren't you? Straight up allergic. Mm. Oh, wow. That bites. Like, I thought you were just lactose intolerant. I didn't know you were allergic to dairy. Is it all dairy or just milk? All dairy. Oh. No cheese oh. in Wisconsin. Really That's hard. rough. No cheese, yeah. no butter. Yeah. No cheese. And you're also in the Midwest, aren't you? I'm surprised. I've been on the run for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think he lives in parks? That's true. That's I mean, why he goes camping all the yes. time and is a conservationist out in the wilderness. Yeah, you'll never, they'll never find me. <laughs> now it's all Bro, coming that, together. I, I'm so sorry. Can't you can't it. even put like milk in your omelets to make them fluffier. No, I mean, there is... All milk replacements have come a long ways in the last 20 Like You can years. do, like, oat milk and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. They usually all oh, do so oat you're milk. fine. Yeah, it's fine. God. It's just... So, I also had a dairy allergy when I was a kid. Oh. The age range, I had this allergy. I fortunately outgrew the allergy when I was, like... When I was in, when I moved to, uh, out of Miami. 
but it was the late 90s. Yeah, which meant time. that was the era of ice cream birthday cakes. Yep. Yeah, and time. I couldn't have it. I couldn't have pizza, and I couldn't have ice cream cake. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, it was rough. Can't even imagine. That's so rough. <laughs> oh. And as soon as I outgrew the allergy, that point in time stopped. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody does ice cream cakes anymore. It used to be the thing. Because it was like, like what was it? Oh, what was uh? Was it was it Bas No, it wasn't Baskin Robbins. It was yeah, Baskin Robbins did place. do them a lot, but yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was Baskin Robbins with like the uh octopus and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we had an ice cream cake on Halloween. It wasn't that long ago that we had one. Still do those. Yeah, but it's not the same. If you had a birthday party and you didn't have a ice cream cake, I guess. you were done. That was probably. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. What about cookie cake? Going to people's birthday party. That's why we know Santa's not cool. No. Yeah, it would have been like six or seven years before you guys would have gone yeah. to birthday parties. And been old enough to eat food. The thing there. that always yeah. bothered me was cookie cakes when those became popular because they're just objectively worse than a cake. It's also just yeah. basically a pie. Anyway, uh, Garrett, what are you drinking? Just Dr. Pepper for now. I'll grab a beer sometime through the episode. And that's uh, Matthew. You back the caffeine? Yeah, well, I had to make up for last week, so I'm dual fisting and I got two twos of dew. There you go. You're insane. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're back <laughs> to normal, guys. Balance has been restored. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, while we took between episodes, I tried to fix the Roll20 bug, where there is just a solid wall, an invisible line of something that is blocking you guys from seeing past a certain point, and it doesn't exist. Like, I put a torch on the line light. I have done everything I could. I have the test corn still there emitting light. Well, maybe we should all just roll initiative and see where the movement gets us. Yeah. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. cool. It'll be fine. Let's all roll for initiative. What you do see is this creature, which we can all pretend we don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. And hey, it's another fucking oh. automaton. Oh, cool. Well, at least it's not just. Dude, that thing cool. looks cool, though. Yeah. I'm going to open the tracker so your guys' initiative rolls actually add oh. to the tracker. Okay. I think that's going to be helpful. Is it, though? I mean, in, in so far as you guys are going to just probably clean house and oh, do nothing and not make me do anything. Oh, wow. Maldrick's up first. Oh, no, Declan's I would up say first. there's no way Maldrick is up first. Yeah, I just rolled my real dice. I got one, four. I got two, I got three, I got four, I got five. Hey, Keltha, you're not at the bottom. Wow. How is Maldrick going in front of me? Roll better. Not zero that's, that's no. Oh, because he had done as a four, not an uh, four. I was playing some Halo custom games with some people last night. Uh, Sam, we were playing a mode where everyone spawns with uh, random weapons Fiesta style, except you're tunneled down a corridor, right? And versus yeah. each other. Uh, I was playing with Bob, and he was like, "Fuck, you guys have spawned with rocket launchers like four rounds in a row. What the <laughs> fuck?" I was like, "Bob, why don't you just press the spawn with rocket launcher button? I don't get what's going wrong." <laughs> yeah, fuck, Same Bob. thing, Matthew. Just, uh, just press. He doesn't even listen the to the show. Button. Come on. <laughs> can you pin where they are in that room for me? The ones I can see? Yes, I can. Do you see the corn orb? Yes, a part of it. All right. It is in the square to the immediate right of the corn orb. Okay. And then a knight's movement, two to the right and one down. They are in lightning bolt formation. Okay. I'm going to center an obsidian flow on the one in the back. Oh, boy. Obsidian flow. I love that spell. It's great. It's a great spell. Give me, give me some text of Obsidian Flow again. 
I convert a thin layer of ground to molten glass that cools quickly. Uh, it's fire damage per two caster levels and become entangled. Any creature within the area that makes a successful reflex save, half damage isn't entangled, then it is difficult terrain. Oh, also, why don't you give me a uh, knowledge religion? Knowledge religion? <laughs> Just so we can stop pretending we don't know these things. It's a, like a 30? These are mummies. Perfect. Ad advanced template mummies. Okay. And they got mummy abilities. You want to know what mummy abilities I'd are? I'd love to know some mummy Damn, abilities. Damn, all I have to say is that ain't my mummy. Uh, they got some fucked up stuff. They can make you sick. Assuming they can hit you. They have a despair aura, so I need everyone who can see them, which should be everyone, but the aura is blocked by the, um... By the wall. wall. The invisible, invisible wall. wall. Okay. Oh, can you guys see that aura? Yeah. No. Maybe? No. Okay, so the aura is also blocked by the wall. I, I rolled a 27 on my will save, though. Okay. Actually, you're just outside the aura. Oh, okay. Retha, you're fine. I need Pelta, Retha, and Maldrick to make that save. I also need you guys to make it twice because there are two mummies. Uh, and you have to save against I both doors individually. 26 and 25. The magic number was 18. Yeah, I, that would have been very hard to fail. Hmm. Just Pelta made just it. Got it. I needed a five on the die and I got a five. Yep, you're all immune for 24 hours. Uh, it is also a mind affecting fear effect, so. Okay. I have more bonuses mm -hmm. versus them. Uh, and they have oh, mummy rot, which is a disease and a curse. Yes. So it can only be cured by remove curse and remove disease basically at the same time. Where you you just die. It, it just drains you until you die. They can get rid of it too. Yeah. Mummy rot's really it, uh, 1d6 con and 1d6 M charisma. It is a rough one. Mummy rot is part of the reason why uh, playing a paladin is actually a really based choice. Mm -hmm. Yep, because that explicitly says you're immune to mummy rot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because both the curse and the disease need to take effect for it yep. to take yes. effect. Then I, I need and a reflex just... save from them, so. Yes. I was working on that. That's really the only special abilities, because they're just... Oh, they also have DR5 untyped and immune to undead traits, and also they throw vulnerable to fire, so uh, fuck me. Lovely. Uh, reflex? Reflex. Well, I got a 10 and a 14. Neither of them. And is the automaton caught in that as well? It's a 20-foot radius yes. so most um, of that room. the corn orb from where the corn orb was is the same position it was relative to where maldrick is so two one to the right and two down okay so they're forming a little triangle yeah gotcha so definitely yes. uh for a little behind the scenes for the listeners there is an invisible bar on roll 20 that is not on anything i can affect that is blocking the party from seeing 10 feet in front of them i've checked party stats i've checked everything i roll 20 it just doesn't want to fucking work I got a 20 for the automaton, so everyone fails. That is 26 points of fire. They are all entangled. Okay, they do not have hardness, so the automaton takes all of that on the chin. And 26 becomes 39 because of vulnerability to fire, and they're entangled? Entangled. And if anyone is not prone, they take a d6 of falling damage from the glass. Entangled. Mummy condition entangled. Gareth. Are you going to use resource? I again. No, I'll just delay in case someone gets hurt. Or, there's just nothing. You know what? No, I'm gonna renew my. Oh, gee, Willikers, this sure is great. All right. How, how long were we in that last room? A minute, maybe. Okay. 
just trying to enough forget. time for you to collect the orb and guys look over the statue. Okay, so haste is probably just ended. Haste is gone, basically. Yeah, haste is over. Just doesn't seem like yeah, yeah, yeah. My resources. <laughs> I just wanted to do something. Uh, Maldrick, you're up. Yeah, and the obsidian flow is just. Is that any creature enters it, or is that just uh, once it hits, it's done? It is. Once it hits, it's done for the fire damage. Now it's just all difficult terrain. Okay. Base, so you hear that, Maldrick? It's coming up on them. It's going to be difficult terrain. Okay. Like where? Definitely, you want to draw a line. I mean, it's. Ian, let me do this. All right. Ian, I put you on the other side of the black wall. Oh, okay. If you want to just draw where the. Um... I had centered it here. So... All right. If you just want to draw a circle there. Yeah. You basically just got the mummy that area then, didn't you? More or less, yeah. I think it's... So basically it's just kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of the green one. Okay, I guess right. I'll just five foot step here and smack this one. All right, it's not a five foot step away. You're going to need to move five more feet. What? There's a corn orb there. Oh that's my god. Not an enemy. No, no, that's not the enemy. That's oh. just the corn orb. Ignore the corn orb. The corn orb is just there for me. To okay, feel, I got to uh, see something. Try yeah, yeah. yeah. The second I pass this, I can see all of them. That's so weird. Yeah, it's just this line exists. It doesn't make so any sense. So I could five foot step to there and then attack, right? Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Or no, no, you you were, oh, you were okay. in the doorway. You okay. need to move 10 feet. That's fine. That's a critical threat with a natural 19. They can take critical damage. Um, does a 30 confirm it? Yes, they are entangled mummies. Alrighty, let's roll my damage. I haven't had a chance to do my spell damage in a while. Their dexterity is an effective zero right now. The zero modifier. That'll be 33 points of damage. And they have DR5 untyped. All right. That's it. That's all I can do. All right. It's now the mummy's turn. It's gonna try and slam. And welcome to the champ. Miss with a 17. And the automaton's turn. Entangled means it can't move more than five feet. It's also fatigue. Don't forget fatigue. The mummy? That I hit? The undead that's immune to fatigue? Are they immune Pretty, to fatigue yeah. though? Any effect that would require fortitude save, they're immune to conditions that doesn't like require That doesn't require a fortitude save. Pretty sure they're immune to uh, The undead traits make immune to fatigue. I'll take a look at it, don't worry about it. So I want to play. As well as to exhaustion and fatigue effects, I found it. Okay, cool. I'm just right, making sure I that I entangled. It moves at half speed, but it can still. It can move at quarter speed because it's entangled and in difficult <laughs> terrain. Its full movement is five feet there. Retha's turn. I also need to see shit. Yeah, you can keep yourself at 10 feet away just so you can see stuff there. Because Roll20 is a functional website. I'm starting to think Roll20 might not be a functional website. I think you should shut your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna hang out here. I'm gonna Is that the guy in the back? I have to make sure I uncheck, yeah. Uncheck some buffs. Okay, That's the only gone. buff gone. Oh, Raging Song is gone too. Rage, Raging Song is not on yet. I don't think it will be for this fight. But yes. Gotta be honest with you guys. Just the first yep, one. Yep, yep, yep. There's no way for me to roll this one. No Bane on it, but 27 damage minus 5 oh, for yeah. DR. Alright, damage has been dealt. Pelta, you're up. Oh, okay. Pelta will follow across the barrier, I guess. You should be able to 
see. Yeah, because you have your full movement speed now, right? If you follow that uh, dotted line, that's one move action. Okay. You'll yeah, be able to I see them. Cross. And I can attack a zombie. Yeah, and uh, you could have made that move without provoking, but yeah. I just picked the quickest okay. path. So I'll take my one attack against the zombie. We're not singing. I don't think they can be worth it. Maybe I'll sing next turn. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be worth it, personally. So, let's uh, go. One attack. That's 23 to hit. For 26. That hits. Hooray. Thanks to Declan entangling them. And you kill the mummy. Woo! One down. Well, they got a kill, guys. Don't kill my mummy. And it is the next mummy's turn, and he's going to move five feet, which will provoke because he's in difficult terrain and entangled. And for, yeah, so that provokes from uh, Retha. Cool stuff. Stab kills it. Lots of damage. Unfortunate. That's Lots of damage. 30, that's max spear damage and max acid damage. <laughs> 33 total. All that's left is this automaton, which can only move five feet, basically, and get murdered. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna do that, guys. <laughs> we're just gonna I save a little bit of time here. Seems like a good idea. Just assume that the automaton is not yeah, gonna I'm just gonna move you guys past the aura. We're past hey, the we wall. Like the wall of this room. There's some sort of invisible. Uh, I want to do a perception. Yeah. All right, give me a perception. If we can find anything interesting. As I describe the room before you guys move in, the walls of this room are carefully smoothed into strange organic curves and then rounded in disturbing folds like the contours of a brain. Hey, that ties into our cold open. Mm. The floor is carved in small channels like ripples in sand. I just got a 27 perception. All right. Uh, with your perception, you actually see, I think there's another. Oh, it's just a straight line across the whole thing, isn't there? Because you can't see in this area. No. no. There's a door there, Declan. Oh, okay. Uh, over here is a door, guys, to the west. Uh, but before we get to that door, you also, with your perception check, you guys see that there were Amigara Fault-esque holes in the walls that the mummies got disgorged from. <laughs> it's for me! And Declan, upon looking, it's got that same Ignin writing. Interesting. It looks like it was part of that same spell to seal in Yarrick's assume. So these are likely her guards or something that were also sealed yeah. in here Priests with her. or something that were following yeah. her. And who wants to give me a knowledge, history, or religion check? Because the mummies' wrappings are interlaced with, with stuff. Ooh, I would love to do either. What do religion? Ooh, Natty 19. That's over 30. Yes, um, the mummies, their wrappings are interlaced with black silk spider thread and a faded red-brown thread that you can identify as having been dyed with blood. And that this specific mummification adornment was particular to the cult of the Shadowed Flame. You know, the cult created Makes by Yarix. Makes sense. And uh, carried out human sacrifice via immolation. Any cool gear or anything? Yes, Anybody? one of the mummies was wearing bracers of Falcon's aim. I'm not kidding. What? Didn't they nerf those so they're not as good as they used to be? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not permanent anymore. You have to activate it. It's only for a minute a day. Is that the only move? I don't think it was permanent in the old version. I think it was just like lasted like hours. No, it was as long as you were wearing them, you had aspect of the Falcon active. Really? Yeah, that's why they nerfed it. I, I would have honestly preferred they just increased the cost a shit ton. Well, because there's greater bracers is why. Oh. Are the greater bracers any better? I think so. But yeah, that's all the loot in the room. Is one of the mummies wearing bracers of falcon? Oh no, they, there is no greater version. My bad. 
Yeah, I didn't think so. That's what I'm saying. I, I would have preferred they just, like, significantly oak the GP price, and then it would have been a cool magic item. Yeah. So, yeah, there's the doorway back, or the doorway to the west. I mean, it was where racers are the door to the west. To the west. Yes. West it is. The west. All right. Someone's got to teach that that mummy how to min-max, bro. He's not doing it right. Yeah. He can't even use those bracers. <laughs> That's what I was like. Isn't that the one that lets you, like, better? Yeah, it yeah. gives you, basically gives you improved critical on your bow for a while. As you enter this chamber, Declan, actually, whoever opened the door, I assume Maldrig as your lead. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I've kind of been thrust into the frontline role. This <laughs> chamber has no floor only walls and an open pit below. The black and slightly oily walls are riddled with small holes just large enough to fit a hand or arm into, but creatures that resemble eels with leathery wings are nested in them. A small landing and a door lie on the opposite side of the pit at the same level. But do you think we just go around a different way, or should we, do we have a way to fly across? You can cast, I, I actually have airwalk communal memorized so hey Maljig, you got dungeoneering i don't think so who's got dungeoneering i do have dungeoneering oh, yeah. roll me a dungeoneering yeah, uh 33 you know look and see the the funky little eel dudes they're called olagi o-l-a-g-g-i they are an ancient species beloved by aberrant races and they keep them as pets and they like to nibble so if you stick your hand in there they're gonna bite you Put your metal arm in there just, My metal arm still takes just damage. Just a little nibble of 1d4 points of damage. The question is, do we want to airwalk over the pit, or do we want to try to go around? I think we could just go around. Save this. Maybe. For... Yeah, let's let's try. We can save well, yeah. I mean, let's see if we can go around, right? And then save this if we can't, maybe we come back. But... I'm going to turn off the mummy auras, because there's just a lot of yellow noise on my screen. Yellow noise? Gross. The other door. No, I'm just interpreting yellow noise. It's just white noise, except it's the sound of someone pissing. That's kind of exactly what I thought, yeah. That That is what yellow oh noise would be. All right, so there is the hallway to the west and the door to the east. Well, the door to the east wouldn't go around, but the door to the west could loop to the other side. Hey, you want to go west? Just the west? Go west. Sure. All right. Only recognize beast. So that's another door. It's the end of the hall. Interesting. Door is opened. As you enter this room, broad steps lead up to a horseshoe-shaped platform in the south <laughs> half of the room that stands 10 feet higher than the northern portion of the room. In the middle of the south wall stands a large bronze door inscribed with mystic symbols, while planar doors exit to the east and to the north. Ancient seals of lead and wax on the southern door appear to have been broken long ago. And you, there's also statues. Eight dusty stone statues standing along the wall. Are they also of Yarix or someone Declan, else? Declan, do you recognize these? Maybe. Let me take a look. Wasn't Pelta the one that recognized the yes. previous yes. statue of Yarix? You can give me a knowledge history or nobility check. I'll do history unless you would take profession archaeologist. I will take Profession Archaeologist. Perfect. Dude, there's a reason I keep putting things into it. That's a 38. The figures of the statues are legendary monarchs and nobles who dabbled in dark cults. Oh. Uh, no, it does not give me names. But, That's Declan, cool. you can make up names and they'll believe you. <laughs> I'll work on that for later. And as you guys enter the room, 
nobles who dabbled in dark cults. Isn't that just all? Yeah, not when this was made. These are all Thessalonians. Yeah, there's a couple Aslanti. Yeah, this would be a pre-Chalaxian. This, this would be Thassalon and Aslanti. This is Thassalonian and Aslanti. Yeah. So, Teliax has only been dark and evil for the last, like, 100 ah, years. More text. Years tops. The statues on the western wall depict powerful ancient rulers, each holding a symbol of authority. A scepter, an orb, a scroll, and a wizard staff. Four more line the eastern wall. The one in the northeast corner is dressed in ornate armor and holds a steel sword, which looks like it was just swung. A scepter, wait, scepter, scroll. orb, wizard staff, scroll. Text magic around the I only recognize the authority of the orb, personally. All right, and as you do that, I'm going to read some flavor text and then things are going to happen. As you recognize the authority of the orb, Maldrick, this happens. As you recognize the authority of the orb, um, you notice that, so Declan, you see that uh, this statue here is the one holding the sword up in the northwest, northeast corner? And looks like it was just swung and... These two statues nearest to the door you enter from are decapitated, as though they were executing prisoners. And they're holding their own shocked head in the hand. And the steel shields they're carrying seem to have offered no protection, while the last statue in the southeast corner uh, is cowering in fear. And you detect magic, and there's a shield that's magical on this statue. Oh boy! Yeah, we've got a magic shield on this. This boy right here, headless. What sort of magic shield? Do you go for it? You going for that shield? Sure. I guess check if it's trapped the GM first. says that, you always say yes. Roll perception, look at it first. <laughs> All right. Team on the die for a 37. Hey, Declan. Mm. Yeah, you notice it's not trapped, but one, two, three. These statues are alive. Oh. Roll for initiative. The one that was cowering? <laughs> the w yeah, the one that was cowering is alive. All the ones with the decapitated, shocked faces? Yes, but they're large, and they put medium statues on the map, and that makes it a problem for me for mapping. <laughs> That's fair. You need to throw the thing up there so we can roll it. Yep, it's up ah, now, right. and it should yep. pull your numbers in. Yes, it did. And I'm just going to give you guys a zoom in on these cool statues, because they're cool statues. Look at there, them. It's a cool-looking piece of art. Yeah. Ooh, I like the fact he's holding his own head. That is some fairy Thessalonian yeah. fashion, yeah. And you can roll me Arcana for these things. Ooh. As I make sure their HP is not tied to each other. 43. These are a word that is really awkward to pronounce because there are a lot of P's in it and the text is funky. <laughs> Cephalophores. Ah. Oh. oh. I know what those are, actually. And I will now pull up the flavor text of a cephalophore. Oh, we're in Sephora right now, not a two. Yeah, you're in Sephora. Guys, that I say Sephora fours. That's what that smells. Yeah, it's eyebrows on fleek. Might have gotten your head chopped off. No, that's why they have their heads chopped off, so they don't need a man. Holding its own severed head in its hands, this marble statue looms forbiddingly over what it protects. Also, one of them does have a cool sword. They do have their cool. Artifacts. Well, I say artifacts. They're cool accessories. This one's brandishing the scepter. Even the orb guy's brandishing the orb menacingly. And this guy's got the sword. This guy was the one cowering in fear. You got a what, Declan? 43. Fucking hell, man. Just tell me, just tell me stuff. Construct traits. Okay. Spell resistance, 20. Ooh. They have a defensive ability okay. called Shatter Weapons. Oh, right. 
Oh, I know. What Whenever a character are. strikes yeah, a cephalophore yeah. with a weapon, magical or non-magical, it takes three d six points of damage and applies the weapon's hardness. Yeah. So if you hit it and you take too long, you'll break your weapons on it. Yeah. Don't worry. Most don't worry about it. You have the you have hardness twenty. You're fine. They also have a fun thing to say: the dazing gaze. It can hold up its severed head and make a daze attack, and you have to make a save or be stunned. And if you save, you're okay. sickened instead. Good for them for celebrating Pride Month. That's all I gotta say. Uh, they also have a dazing strike, which is if they slam you, you have to make another save or be dazed or sickened. And then my favorite one, statue. Where they pretend to be a statue. Uh, they do, yeah. and they actually gain a plus six bonus um, if it initiates combat from its stylish pose. So I actually good. need to update their numbers by adding six to all of them. Yep, uh, I've been running Agents of Edgewatch and uh, just two constructs that were statues of Aridin and that came to life and attacked them. There's and a, just like Aridin would want. Less, the yep. less cool, like powerful version of these that I remember. <laughs> to be fair, Sam, it was definitely their own fault for not realizing that it was probably a good idea to take one of the like 20 hanging symbols of Aridin right at the entrance. Yeah, that's their fault. To be fair, let's <laughs> wax the floor with these. Uh, to be fair, this one's gonna hold its head aloft and I need everyone to make me a will save. Do, do I have to, Sam? You, you know yeah, I you have like to. I know you don't, but you have to. For me. You gotta do I it gotta for have Alex. To, Sam. You sure? Gareth, you're actually not in the room. You don't have to, but you have the highest will of the party, so why are you being a baby about it? I wasn't going to. Actually, a it's 22 because it's a mind effect. I have a racial bonus against it. The the magic number, guys, is 16. Huzzah! Oh, I cannot this. fail except for that I... one. Sorry. Got it with an 18. <laughs> I also need a two. Got it with a 30. Alright, did anybody fail? No? No, I don't believe so. That was a very hard one for me to fail, Sam. Alright. Yeah, same. That's its turn. Gareth, you're up. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Let's move five feet forward. I will also say a good thing is that they don't have DR or hardness, so you can just wail oh, on them. Yeah. Because giving them yeah, DR and they break just, your uh, weapons every hit is bullshit. Would be hard. Yeah. Does Retha still have her current strength? Yes. Is that over? That's still up. What about Pelta? Does Pelta currently have high strength? Yes. Yeah, Take some con if you've got that. And I know Maldrick does too. Con or Dex would be nice. Con. But I didn't memorize that. Can't help you with that. Oh, <laughs> Declan beats you to strength every time, so. Oh, my strength beats Declan. Oh, you have a plus eight. You do? It's called Mighty Strength. It's a fourth level spell. I... Oh, yeah. And... Hey, you can... Because we've got a plus six. I know, but there's no... Wasting the spell isn't, isn't one. Right. I'm going to touch yeah. Retha and give her... Uh, uh, touch Freddy's beard and Bane and give him some Okay. Go ahead. Take some free Bane. Oof, spicy. That's what I'll do. All right, you Bane. You're still invisible, by the way, so you're fine. Yep. Declan! Wait. Issue with mighty strength, yeah. Gareth, is it's, it's personal only. Uh, oh, crap! I didn't know that! I was I'm pretty sure it was. It again. I've been having that in my back pocket for forever. What, did you, were you prepping righteous might again? Mighty strength. Oh. I've been prepping mighty Which strength. Which is very cool, but it's personal. Unless you're a Branford transmuter. Which, it's a cleric paladin spell. Yeah. I never should have prepped it. Oh well. Now you know. I won't ever again. Hey, congrats. You have prepared cure critical wounds. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Exactly. Cure critical wounds. Is Mighty Strength the dwarf one? No. I, it sounds like it should be. I didn't know it was personal. 
Mighty Strength on Archives of Nethys. It is a, a trud spell. No, it's it's from Dwarves of Galarian. Yeah, it's from Trud. He's Tor Torai's youngest son. But he's the physically strongest dwarf in the Pantheon and, and sits in for Torag when he's uh, Torag is out doing the, dwarf I read things. the description, which says, as full strength, except it grants a plus eight enhancement bonus strength, and then it reads the range. I had it on my uh, list yeah. of things for the one extra life, but never got to cast it. Declan, what are you doing? Ain't much I'm really wanting to do at the moment. I'll, I'll give everyone haste again. Okay. I'm not gonna leave. Dimensional slide attack, not gas. Not provoking the AOO from these large statues. Yeah. All right. This first cephalopod. Cephalopod. That's not what they cephalophore are. Cephalophore is going to make a sword shape with its large great sword. Its large stone great sword at Pelta. 35? Thir 35 will hit, Sam. Wait, no, not 35. Oh, no, I have power attack already on. 33. 33 will still hit. All right, and that is a critical threat because it is treated as a great sword for critical threat range. Well, at least you know. Uh, 28 to confirm this uh, against flat-footed, though. Uh, that will... double check. Uh, yeah, that confirms against my flat-footed AC. All right, so this is going to be... Um, this is going to be spicy damage, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that cute critical security, but... The good news is, despite being a stone uh, greatsword, it's still their regular slam damage. They just get the critical threat range of a greatsword. So it's not 3d6. It's not going to be 6d6. It's just going to be 4d6. He's, he's also holding an orb in one hand, so he's only one hand. No, this is the other guy. Oh, the orb oh that's is right. There's the, the one guy with the sword. That's right. This is the guy with the greatsword. That is, uh, ooh, that's two sixes and two fives of 4d6. So that's wow. 22 damage plus 36. 58. 58. I have to do some math here. And the good news is it has one second slam, actually. It does have two slams. All right. Hit me. Gonna miss hey. you with a 25. Yeah. Yep. God, thank goodness. Even against flat. Uh, and the second cephalophore, the one cowering, is going to make a slam at Retha. What is hitting Retha? The highest hit was a 27 against your flat-footed. No. Uh, no. Oh, well, flat-footed. No, because that's basically your same as your regular AC. Yeah, no, my flat-footed is yeah. fucking 31, so... Yeah, since I have no dex, actually, it is just the same as my AC. Alright, that's that one's in Maldrick, you're up. You can five-foot step and start punching. And then we learn how your golem arm interacts with the weapon-breaking tools. And every time you punch one of these guys... Oh, right! Pelta! I need a will save. Oh, another one? Yeah, because you got hit with a dazing strike. Oh, that's right. It's still DC 16, though. You got fine. an 18. We're good. Yeah, especially because you get the bonuses against my defecting effects. So. All right. Now that you're hasted, you got three attacks. I'm going to look up heart hardness for oh, your I arm. Oh, I pulled that up. Oh, not Thank for the you, arm. Well, you just got hardness up in general. I have hardness right? up in general. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's this anything is, uh, weird. one-handed metal, one-handed blade, would we call this? I would call it that. What's the enhancement bonus on it, Maldrick? Um, let's see. Give me one second. Okay. I yeah, I gotta see what it is. One second. Rules finder. Yeah. This one is a weird edge case, though. Yeah, I will admit, this one's specifically beautiful. an edge case. I, Plus two enhancement Plus right two. now. Okay. So you yeah. have a hardness of 14 and 25. That's not bad at all, actually. I gotta roll really How well. How much damage does your, your arm do? Yeah. Let's see. I thought it was pretty fine. It's 3d6, so yeah, you should be mostly okay. Have any of them been hit yet? No. No, it's, it's, they've all acted already. 
You said these guys don't have hardness, right? So my cold damage will get through. Uh, no, they have spell resistance. Okay. Oh, uh, let me see if my spell allows spell resistance. Real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Kind of important. Yes, it does. Okay. That reminds me, the next feat I need to take is definitely uh, spell resistance, or not spell resistance, but uh, the the thing that lets you overcome spell resistance. Penetration. Penetration, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. I gotta do that too. Um. Okay. That is a 29 to hit. Yep. Alrighty. And then I'll uh, roll my spell resistance. Alright, you know the match. 29 20. again. Okay, well, I got a 29. You're good. So there we go. You said their number is 19? 20. The spell resistance okay, is 20. Yeah. I have a 50% chance then. Not bad. Yeah. Alright, so give me that damage. Damage. Give me that big numbers on your three hasted attacks. Only 26 on the first one. Alright. And I'm gonna roll the 3d6 for your punch. It could do four points, guys, if I roll max. No, I don't even breach 10. 28 to hit? Uh, that hits. What was your total damage? You said 26? Was that with your spell? Yes, that's combined. Okay. And I'm entangled now? And fatigued, if they can Well, they're be. constructs. They can't be fatigued. Yeah, okay. Uh, spell resistance, I make it again. I got a natural 16 for 26 versus their spell resistance. All right. So this one is for 34, 34 points of damage. Okay, that hits. And, and then when you roll my last attack roll. And let me uh, roll. Nope, so they don't break your hardness. I got a 13, actually. And for my last attack, 26? Yes. Okay. 28 points of damage. All right, it is still standing, but barely. And also... I do not breach the hardness for your arm. Pelta, you're up. Pelta will begin her raging song, telling Take one spicy swing. Yeah. And These guys are critical. Hooray! There's so few of those. Update my thing. All right, and we're hasted. It doesn't matter. This yes. Yep. It doesn't um, matter this turn. Because I have to spend a little plus one to hit. Well, yeah, it's still the plus one to hit. Well surrounded. I'm gonna hit the one with the great sword because he is scary. And he hit you violently. Yeah, he took out most of my health. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. My attack with the scythe. Ha cha! It didn't roll. Did it roll? It didn't roll. Come on, roll twenty. Roll. There we go. That'll do. Thirty-four to hit for twenty-nine. Uh, that will destroy it. Good. What's your weapon's hardness? Uh, I was calculating that. I rolled a 13 damage. Hardness of plus. So it takes two damage. You have a hardness of 11? Yes. Two-handed hafted weapons have a hardness of five, plus it's a okay. plus three equivalent weapon. So it is... That's plus six. Plus yep. six to the hardness. Yeah. All right. So it's got an HP of 30, so it's at 28. This Cephalophore will now try and a slam Pelta. Oh, of course. It's going to miss with a 22. Oh, thank God. And a 22. And now rounding out the round with a bitch in stabbing range is Retha. Well, I assume it's not actually, and I had to five foot step because this is a wall. You will have to five foot step because it's on, yeah, the dais, so you will have to just five foot step, but you can still stab. Still stab. And the raping is active. 
Yes, you are in full power mode. Raging is active. Bane is active. This is active. I put my damage dice away because I can't literally cannot beat Retha's hardness. Do I need to make a haste attack? Probably. Nope. Maybe. You took a five foot step. Yeah, you get a haste attack. Yeah, you're five foot full attack. Okay. So your All your right. second attack will miss with a two on die. But yeah. Matthew, um, you said you baned Retha's spear again. Spear. Yep. All right. Yeah. Uh, and so and Bane is on for the that plus twenty at your second attack. Should be. Because if it's not being factored in, it will it'll hit. Your base buff contributes here to hit and damage and okay. Yeah, it does. Okay. Just just making so, sure. Because roll twenty likes to pretend. All right, so that's minus twenty nine. Yeah. Just saying, we have got a lot of mileage out of less equipment, guys. Less equipment is great. It really it's is, and pretty, I feel yeah. it's a very underrated feat that a lot of people don't know about. Retha, if you had hit with that a second attack, you would have outright killed this thing at one go. <laughs> I'm starting to get very good at that. You are. I took less equipment on my Hell's Vengeance character because, as it turns out, channel negative is not very useful. Being able so. to use it for other stuff, right. And we are back at the top of the round, and we'll pick up here in two Being weeks. Being able to use it for other Bye, stuff is great. Everybody. Especially great when you're... Gestalt Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Okay, thanks for your awesome stuff at Extra Life. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at, at @bardungeon, on Facebook at facebook.com slash dungeon dive bar, and on Tumblr at dungeondivebar.tumblr.com. You can also find more information about us at our link tree including links to our fan Discord server and Twitch. You can find that at linktr dot ee slash dungeon dive bar. To hear our episodes a little bit early and get access to some behind the scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeon dive bar. A very special thank you to our middle shelf and top shelf patrons. Happy Cyclops, Jacob, Mirror Wolf, 22 Plus, and Bellandora. Thanks, and see you at the bar.